welcome back to the Purgatory series here on Dantescomedy.com. And today we come to the final episode, episode 15. And this is all for the part of the earthly paradise, the Garden of Eden, the six last chapters of the book. So in some ways, it's just, it's helpful to remember that this part is almost like a separate story in itself. In some ways, we have the final crowning moments of the Purgatory climbing itself in the last episode with the crowning speech of Virgil. And then when we get into the Garden of Eden, there's so much happening at once. And it's also a way of, it's modeled in part after the revelation of St. John for the new biblical stories. So it's very allegorical and it's also very deep. And we get this uh, sense of, it starts very nicely, but then you also have this, meeting of Beatrice, which is both wonderful, but it's also kind of the last judgment. And you have the confession moments and there's a bit of a, it's a bit of a tumble for the pilgrim in the Garden of Eden. So it's not this uh, peaceful paradise, uh, stable situation. It's more of a, it starts beautifully and then it becomes this process to really fulfill the whole uh, rebirth of the soul and the final elements of making the pilgrim ready to ascend into the stars so overall it's hard to pick out uh, just two things but he meets Beatrice and then you could also say that he drinks from the two rivers of Lethe and Juno the first one to to remove all remembrance of sin and all the emotional remembrance of sin and then the last one is to restore your memory of all the good in the world and the good in life so those two rivers are kind of the beginning and the end of the Garden of Eden. So just to go through the literal first. So this is a lot because you have six cantos here. But they walk into the forest and then they come to a stream. And then they meet Matelda. And then they have a talk and then they move along the river on each side. Then there's a flash and then comes a pageant. And this is a symbolic of the biblical stories both the old stories and the new stories. And then this pageant stops, and then you have this tremendous rain of flowers, and then comes Beatrice. And when this happens, the pilgrim then turns to Virgil, but then Virgil has disappeared. So that is, uh, Virgil is with him in the first few steps into the Garden of Eden, but then he disappears. And then the meeting of Beatrice is more like a judgment especially that Dante wasted his talents as a young person. This is kind of his own charge against himself. So then he weeps and he confesses and then he faints. And then he wakes up being drawn into the river. And this is Lethe that removes the remembrance of your sins. And then he drinks from the river. He comes to the other side and then he looks into the eyes of Beatrice. So this is very symbolic of starting a new journey, opening the whole world of theology and, and the divine and the heavenly and also the revelation in her eyes, what they lead into. So then uh, some, <laughs> some of the maidens are saying that he's looking too hard and then he, uh, he's temporarily blinded. But then when he can see again, the pageant is leaving, so they walk along with the pageant, and then they come to the tree of knowledge of good and evil. 
And then the pilgrim falls asleep. And when he wakes up, you only have Beatrice and the seven maidens. And they are the four cardinal virtues and the three theological virtues. So just symbolic of the virtues. And then you have the story of the church told through symbolism, allegorical little events in seven steps. And then they keep moving after this story ends. And then you have the maidens, Beatrice, the pilgrim, and Matilda and Statius. So he is here surrounded by helpers. Both the virtues and the theology of Beatrice. Matilda is also the kind of a guide here. And Statius is also the, the expanded version of Virgil doing, going on the last steps. And Statius has his own uh, journey here. So he's also going to ascend into the heavens. So they come to the source of the two rivers. And then they go to the Uno River stream. And then they have the final moments where they drink from the water of the river. And then they are finally reborn and ready to ascend into the stars. So that is the literal part. And we're going to read a few excerpts here and comments on things. The, the, um, the allegorical part is so big in this part of the book. So um, we're just going to touch on some of those things that are kind of framing it all. Uh, the beginning is very beautiful, so it starts with Now eager to explore on every side The heavenly forest thick with living green Which made the bright new morning light more soft Without delay I left the bank behind And slowly made my way across the plain Whose soil gave its own fragrance to the air It's also interesting here that he is Mentioning the word of Chiasi, which is a forest outside of Ravenna, where he wrote the book of the paradise, Paradiso. And uh, if you look at some pictures from that forest, you can see this kind of uh, earthly paradise, heavenly forest feeling just from this wonderful woods on the, on the shores a little bit south of Venice. And then as we have the, the scene with the pageant coming on the other side of the the stream. We're just going to point out there's an interesting part at the end of it because Saint John is very much the the model of the the genre of the writing in this part of the purgatory. So he's describing how at the end there you get a person who is uh, he bore a sword so sharp, gleaming so bright that I, though on the other bank, felt fair. And this is the, this is Saint Paul under the letters and epistles from Paul. Then I saw coming four of humble mien, which are four of the f uh, the other writers of the letters in the New Testament. And then he says, And last of all, an old man by himself, who moved in his own dream, his face inspired. And this is St. John and the Revelation. And this is a little bit also the, it refle it's reflected in the feeling of the story, that this is different from the journey up to that point. And then we get the big moment of the arrival of Beatrice. So it's building up to it. And then it says, Even so, within a nebula of flowers that flowed upward from angels' hands and then poured down, covering all the chariot, appeared a lady. Over her white veil, an olive crown, and under her green cloak, her gown, 
the color of eternal flame. So that is like the red and the green and the white for the theological virtues of faith and hope and charity or love. And instantly, though many years had passed since last I stood trembling before her eyes, captured by adoration, stunned by awe, my soul that could not see her perfectly still felt succumbing to her mystery and power, the strength of its enduring love. So here it's also maybe helpful to just keep in mind that Beatrice is often, like the love he has for Beatrice as a person was seen from by Dante as the portal into a much bigger and the divine love that is just reflected through his love of her. So this is kind of a bit more blended at this point in the story. And after this, he needs to do the confession. And then he faints. So when he wakes up, you have this symbolic baptism. So then Matilda, the first, the first person he's seeing in the Garden of Eden, is now taking him. So when I revived that lady I first saw strolling alone was now bent over me, saying, hold on to me, hold tight. She had led me into the stream, up to my neck. Now drawing me along, she glided light and with a shuttle's ease across the stream. And then the lovely lady, opening her arms, embraced my head and dipped it in the stream just deep enough to let me drink of it. So now we have done the first of the two rivers and the kind of baptisms here. And then at the end of the last chapter, they have finally come to the river of Yuno, who is then restoring all the memories of the good in life and the kind of the, the good in your own life and the good in the world. So he says here, but here before us is the stream you know. Now lead him there and, as it is your wont, revive his weakened powers in its flow. So this is Beatrice telling Matelda to do the second baptism. Then gracious as she was, meaning Matelda, without the moor, then she took me by the hand and said to Statius as she moved ahead with queenly modesty, and you come too. And then you have the final moments of the whole book where Dante is addressing us as readers and saying, Reader, if I had space to write more words, I'd sing, at least in part, of that sweet draught which never could have satisfied my thirst. But now I have completed every page planned for my poem's second canticle. I am checked by the bridle of my art. So this is how he's describing being like the, the drinking of you know, and then he's ready. And here, a bit like the first book, it's the final kind of flip of the whole inferno is to just suddenly come out and see the stars. So he's doing the same here with four verses. He's summing up the whole final kind of accomplishment of the whole purgatory. And he's saying, from those holiest waters, I returned to her reborn, a tree renewed in bloom with newborn foliage, immaculate, eager to rise, now ready for the stars. So that is 
the last word, which is in all three books, it ends, they all end on stars. And now there really is the next step for the third book is that they, they leave the planet and they start traveling into <laughs> the spheres of heaven, into the universe, and also kind of beyond the, the boundaries of the material universe as well. But that is all in the third book, in the paradise. So um, that is the very <laughs> compressed overview of the Garden of Eden. So again, it starts with just beauty and a peaceful, typical kind of uh, how one can imagine the paradise. And then you get this whole process, which is a big tumble. It's also a bit like a, uh, like a little breakdown. And then you get with the confession and then you get and if it's filled up in with the good, and then he's finally ready. So um, we're going to stop this one here and uh, hope some of this was interesting and helpful. One can spend a lot more time on this part as a separate little story. But in terms of the whole journey of starting at the shores and meeting Cato, going to the antipurgatory a little bit slow, then you get the seven terraces where you learn really in the deep so much about the virtues and the vices and you get this kind of an education through through Virgil and what they're seeing and now you have this final uh, cleansing, purification part to make us all ready to start on the third book and the paradise itself and one might also say that there is a feeling here that we are now fully in a more spiritual uh, realm and that the Garden of Eden is also that place from where the material is emanating so that's kind of the source of the material as well so with that thank you so much for listening thank you for being a part of the whole journey through the whole of the purgatory hope it's been interesting, maybe inspiring, helpful, and that it can kind of stimulate to uh, a journey for yourself and kind of looking into the vices and the virtues. And um, with that, thank you so much for listening and see you again soon.